What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 127. I'm your host, Riley, joined by Mr. Andy Nesbitt. What's up? It's my favorite podcasts of the year when we come on when you thought you had a winner in the PGA Tour on your bets and you and you lose in horrific fashion. I came on the show last week and I personally guaranteed I was going to get the outright winner. And on Saturday, I was counting money. And then even on Sunday, I was counting money until he got to what the eighth hole. And then it was, and then he choked. What are you going to do? Colin Markauer we're talking about, of course, here. Correct. If you didn't, if you didn't watch it, Colin had a, what, a seven shot lead with 10 holes to play and he lost by two. I think, I don't even know. Did he lose by one or lose by two? I uh, lost by two. Yeah. And yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. It was, it was bad. It was one of those where it was like NFL Sundays going on and you're like, Keep an eye on the golf too. And you're like, well, that's over. And all of a sudden you see a tweet like, if Ron makes Eagle here and if Colin makes Bogey here, it's and all of a sudden next week is like, it's back on. And you're like switching right over to the golf, back to the golf, because that Sunday afternoon football is dreadful. And uh wowzers. <laughs> Medina Mike texted me and he's like, What the hell? I go, We're both like, that's golf for you, right? Like you're one moment you're like, this is the easiest fucking game in the world. And the next year, you're looking at your caddy going, all right, so what's second place get here? Okay. Yeah. I guess we'll, guess we'll do that. It was, I was going through, I don't, I don't even know why I was doing this, but I was going through our Instagram page, hmm, that Twilight Nine Instagram page, little plug there. Oh. Um, and I was going back and trying to figure out the first episode that you were on. And I don't know if this was the first episode you were on, but it was one of the first ones. It was the Hero World Challenge in 2021. <laughs> and, uh, that episode, we were talking about the same thing. Yeah. How could Colin Morikawa choke so bad when his game's so good? It's amazing. how. And like I was looking back at it because, you know, you get caught up in the day and watching it all happen. And then I was just kind of before we came on, I was just looking through his highlights and then looking at the 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 the, the, uh, the scorecards. And he, sh- he ended up shooting one under for the day, right? which is not not bad. We would all take that, but everyone else on that course is going low. And of course, John Rahm, you know, did his part by shooting a 10 under 63, you know, and a par 73. John Rahm bogeyed his first hole of the day and shot a 63 to win. And, you know, where Mark, Mark Allen wrong, obviously was on the back nine where he went, what, 86 holes in a row without a bogey, which a friend of mine, my friend Ken texted me. He's like, imagine playing a professional golf event from their tees and like, like not making a bogey for like three rounds, <laughs> yeah, like, which is incredible. But then he made three, and he did it the the way we all do it, right? He put it in that what the greenside bunker on fourteen, knocked it over, and then he had a he had that pitch shot, chip shot on uh, the par five fifteenth up straight up that hill, and he did what we all do. He caught a bunch of grass and sent that ball about twenty yards in front of him and rolled back to him. Uh, which, by the way, that next shot has to be the hardest shot in all of golf. Trying not to do the exact same thing you just did. <laughs> you just did, and that hill—you're just hitting it into a straight-up hill. Everything's telling you to just dig your club into that gr- ground and chunk another one. And you know, he was able to make bogey there, three bogeys in a row. And uh, John Rahm eagled the fifteenth, birdied the eighteenth to win by two. It was—it was stunning. Yeah, it hurt me a little bit more that he he made his bogeys on the easiest holes on the golf course. Like that stretch is where you're supposed to—if you're not making birdie, it's like bad. Like a par is borderline a bogey on those holes. So to make bogeys on the easiest holes on the golf course is is not what I was looking for in that situation. Were you uh, were you sad when you saw all that happening? Um, I don't know if I was sad. I mean, I I bet on him. Like I bet my own money on him. So in that in that case, I was a little upset. I was a little mad that I wasn't going to have a little extra spending money. Um, yeah. I would have been way more mad if it was more money. Like I was, I was way more mad at the Sony last year because of uh, Hideki. Yeah, how much we won there? Like two grand. I would have won like two grand. Yeah, like if Colin won, I would have won like a couple, like two thirty or something, which is nice off of twelve bucks. Yeah, but but it's not thousands of dollars. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're there. You're you're always right around there. I mean, you know. I had Tony Finau was my guaranteed pick of the week last week, and he he was nowhere to be found. But you know, you were there. We're hovering. Um, yeah. Anything more on Colin? Because we should probably talk about John Rom because he just won again. Yeah, I need to tease some some exciting personal news too. That's going to make you very jealous. I don't like that sound of that. But 
I don't think I really have anything more on Colin. It's disappointing that the all of the broadcasts all week we just kept hearing about how Colin Morikawa had new coaches for every aspect of his game and his short game and putting was awesome and all that kind of stuff. And then when the lights got the brightest and the pressure mounted, those are the aspects of the game that absolutely just completely went away. And we try to relate to these guys because it's very hard to relate to them, right? 99% of the time we can't relate to them. But I've had struggles with chipping. I think everyone who's listening has probably had struggles with chipping. And I am an amazing chipper on the practice chipping green. Do great, right? And sometimes in the course, you do great. Then you hit that one bad one. And you're like, huh, all right. And like your thoughts go to this place. And I'm sure, you know, even for these pros, you, you hit one bad one right there. And all of a sudden, you you know where you're at, 15th hole, trying to win a tournament. And you go, geez, don't do what I did last time. And it can happen to you. It, so I think great. I think chipping is, at least for me, I don't know how you feel. Chipping is one of those things where I say I make a bad swing on a golf course, full swing. I just chalk that up to, oh, man, that was a bad swing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to change something on the next swing. I'm not trying to bring it higher, bring it more inside or whatever. If I like skull a chip or I chunk a chip, I think my entire foundation of chipping the golf ball has exactly. gone aside. And then you start thinking about it way too much. Exactly. And I think once you start chipping bad, it only gets worse. It's one of those things that can just take over in that area of the game. And it's it a great cause. If you hit a, an approach shot, if you pull an approach shot or hit one you know, to the right, you don't think too much about it. But if you hit a bad chip, you suddenly look at where your feet were. You look at where your arms were. You look at your shoulders. Try to think about the, the pace you brought the club back. You yeah. Try to was my weight forward? Was I? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Whereas when you swing at a, a club, you're not thinking about any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Chipping can go downhill real quick. Do you have any, do you have any, uh, you have any concerns about Colin? Like, do you think this will, they, they always like to use, uh, man, a tough loss is going to be a really good learning experience for him. Like, is that where you're going? Or you're starting to get worried that Colin might turn into one of these guys that if he's sleeping on a lead, he's not going to be able to do it. No, because he's won a couple majors already. And, you know, and what I loved most was about he, him. Was he winning at those? I, this doesn't really matter. But was he winning at those majors? Did he have the 54 no, lead at those? First, that first PGA, when he came back, he had that three. He was chasing, right? right? On that par three. Yeah. And then he was chasing at the British. But... What says a lot about him is he came out right after Sunday night and had a press conference and spoke about it, right? And I think the faster you speak about it and the way you show that maturity of speaking about such a collapse like that uh, shows that you're very mature and that you're going to be okay from something like this. And, you know, if he ran and hid from it or, you know, didn't want to talk about it or was spooked by it or whatever, like, I'd be more concerned, but I'm not too concerned about it. No. I think I agree. I mean, every other aspect of his game looks fine. He was fantastic off the tee, and obviously he's one of the best iron players in the world, so it's hard to get too upset over that kind of stuff. And but even I with know. those, even with those, I mean, he he had, what, three bogeys in a row on the on the back nine. He shot a one under. I mean, not great, but still could have been a lot worse. Like, it could have been like he didn't have like a triple and a double and a quad. And then on two of those bogeys, his putts, his par putt, just like, this was like on the lip. So it wasn't like... He wasn't like crazily out of it. Like he could have very easily stayed in it and pushed it to a playoff, but then right. John Rom. He is the winner. So I should probably ask you about John. He has a tendency to do this kind of stuff. When he really needs a really low round, he just goes and shoots 63. There's something about Rom out there. He just looks like this like DH from like the from like a 1980s American League baseball team where he's just going to go he's going to hit he's going to hit either dingers or he's going to strike out and that's it and once he gets on a run he's going to hit a lot of goddamn dingers he's going to hit he's just 220 yeah yeah he's just beefy and like he's got a, his hair now he's got a lot of hair up top he's he's got that huge the beard's getting out there he's a two time father now. And like he's got like that father energy to him of like, all right, let's just go get this done. Guy, like, oh. like he was just bogeyed his first hole and shot at ten under. This and I, I always I always go back to the fact that there's uh there's not a lot that can go wrong with this golf swing. Nothing. And like the PGA Tour posted this time lapse thing. They've done it for a couple guys where they start in 2013, go to 2020, and it's like. 
swing every year, or whatever, see like swing progress. And some of the guys have substantial changes. Like you look at the Jordan Spieth, and it's outrageous. You look at John Rahm; he's had the same swing since he was four years old. Mm-hmm. Same exact thing. Doesn't bring it back far at all. Like how he generates all that speed from there. Like his big old ass is is you know got to do something with that. <laughs> he's got a huge ass and he's got huge, huge legs. And he's just his strength comes from the ground up, where all the great strengths come from. But his is just like this behemoth strength that he that he can they pull out, and then he's just so, you know, he's so clutch around the greens. Like even on an eighteen, he put it, he rolled it through the uh, through the green, had to chip up, chipped up to what four or five feet, and still made the birdie just to, to ice it. Like that's what you got to do as a winner. Do you think anybody in golf has a better ass than John? Ass Arno? no. Um, all around game than John Rom. Like you could argue John Rom is top ten in pretty much every single category. Right. I would I would love to see a match between JT and John Rom when they're both at their best. Like peak versus peak? Yeah, when they're both like just peaking. Just let them go play eighteen holes. Yeah. I agree. I think JT gets a little bit more streaky with his putter. Yeah. Like when JT's cold, he doesn't make anything. No, I heard he went back to his high school putter this week. Yeah, he went back to the Scotty Blade, right? Yeah, the one he used in high school. Wild. But that's yeah. like that's so like golfers are so funny. I heard that. I'm like, yeah, like who doesn't have like an old putter from like their youth and like their trunk or like in their closet? And one day they're like, hey, I'm gonna grab that one. I'm gonna take that the old girlfriend out for for a date. See what <laughs> see what that's like. And then you hit like four birdies, and you're like, why did I ever leave you, Jane? Why did we leave each other? Let's keep dating. And then the next round, the next tournament, you like me miss a bunch yeah. of birdies. Like, oh, that's why Jane and I broke up. Yeah. That's yeah. right. She's annoying. She's annoying. That's yeah. right. Are we? Uh, you think we're on the verge of a of a Scotty Scheffler type year for Rom? He had one a couple years ago when he won a bunch. See, I would love to say that, and I, like he's got, he, like he could be the the next Rory that just wins a lot and is always in the top five. I mean, he's always proven to be in that kind of realm right now, but like just to be that every time he teased up, he's going to win. But he, last year he had, you know, he finished second here to cam. Right. And then he won where in uh, Mexico. Yeah. And like, he wasn't really around in a lot of tournaments. We're surprised the both of us. So uh, maybe this win does propel him, but he played so great here last year and then kind of didn't do what he wanted to do. But you know, for him, it seems like it all comes down to the putting, right? I think uh, Kyle Porter for I think CBS. I think he works for CBS. Yes. I think he put it perfectly. He retweeted something that he tweeted last year, and he said, "Every January fifth, I think Rom's going to win six times." Yes, and it's so true. It's exactly what I feel like about John. I get scared about John Rom every January, and then he kind of goes away in in the summer. I'll, I'll never forget. I played in front of John Rom last year at that pro am, and. Uh, <laughs> It was, it was the weirdest thing was seeing him in the fairway while I'm on the greens, you know, putt, finishing up a putt, and he's just leaning on his back. And then I told you that one time where I was, we were waiting kind of tee box with his group, and I was talking to his celebrity that was playing with him, and I was talking about my round, and literally Rom was like three feet from my face, just staring at me. And I was, I'm like, so then I topped it on one, and Mom's just like, just blinking, like, who is this guy? Why is he telling me about this stuff? But even that, like, you're standing around, like Rom has that presence. Whenever I was around, I'm like, holy shit, that's John Rom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, all right, this guy's like really good, like really thick, really thick, great ass. Really, yeah. I do. I wanted to ask you about the the elevate. Well, they're not even calling them elevated events anymore. Designated. What are they calling them? Designated, Designated events. I yeah. think this one is a little bit hard to compare. I don't know. It's going to be tough to be like, oh, what'd you think about the designated events? First off, just because the century is usually like it has a bunch of the guys that are really yeah. good. Because they won last year. year Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it already kind of feels like, oh, man, there's a bunch of guys in this field. So I think we'll see for the first one is the waste management in February where it's like, okay, so this is a designated event, what it got. But did you did you feel any change of the vibe or was it pretty much exactly the same? No, the exact same. And I think a lot of it, like you said, has to do with we're used to seeing all the winners there. And it's always a small field with no cut. So it's always kind of felt different. Right. But then also like just the where it is in the world in Maui and where that course is situated on the hillside, it's not a spectator's place. So there was no real like, you know, in in, in Phoenix, we're going to get the waste management. We're going to obviously gonna get the 16th hole, but you're going to have people all over that course going crazy. And if it's a if it's a back nine on Sunday with five guys in contention, you're going to have different spots, 16, 17, 18. You're going to have places going crazy where 
here it's Maui. It's kind of like, hey, welcome back to the turn to the to the year, you know. But small crowds are on 18 green, but they're like really nowhere else. So it didn't really feel designated or elevated or whatever they want to call it to me. I think the first time we're going to see it, and if it makes any sort of difference, is just going to is going to be the waste management because the crowds are there already insane. But then you add like walking out of the tunnel, you're not going to have like Tom Hoagie and Denny McCarthy walking out. You have Rory McIlroy, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, like everybody. And I think that'll change it. I don't know if it's going to change the atmosphere, maybe a little bit louder for those kind of guys. I just think the leaderboards are going to be better. Hopefully. I got to call out your guy, Rory McIlroy. Okay. Kind of scummy for him not to show up to the first one. You think so? Yeah. Because okay. he's the leader of this pack. We want to do this. Everyone join us. Stay here. We're going to have all these things. We're going to make this. We're all going to play together all the time. And the very first opportunity, and I get why I did it, but I don't agree with it. He's like, I'm not going to go to it. And it kind of like you needed Rory on day. Uh, like if you had a Rory Rom finish down the stretch, you know, to like cement it and be like, bam, here we are. It would have had a much different feel to the tournament. But I know he didn't. It, everyone's going to be allowed to skip one and he picked his one. So he's going to be there for the rest of the year. But I really feel like just to, you know, if you're going to take the lead on things, sometimes you got to do things that are uncomfortable or things you don't want to do. And he should have gotten in a plane and flown all the way to Hawaii and played in it. Yeah, I don't hate that take. It's just a bunch. I can see both. I can see like both sides of it. I see how people are upset about him not being there, but then I also see how like if you're gonna skip one, it. I I don't know if it should be that one, but like you're competing yeah. against forty guys, long trip. You go to Dubai in two weeks, gives you a bit of off season. Um, I guess I heard that his um first tournament, he's not even going to the farmers. Easy. Really? He'll be at the waste management. Yeah, I thought Farmers was gonna be his first one. I thought the Farmers was going to be too, and then I heard otherwise. Because uh, he usually plays well at Torrey Pines, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was actually designated. I didn't know that wasn't yeah. designated. I thought that was one of the big ones. But the waste management is the first one of the year, so that's where he's going to be make his uh, PGA Tour debut this year. So, hmm. um, but yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, I I will room and you go like, hey, let's go. We're gonna take this on. We're gonna go, and they're like, all right, first tournament's in Hawaii. He's like, yep. I'll catch you the one in Arizona. I'll see you in Arizona. No, I hundred percent. I love Rory, but I just feel like I'm not. I'm not going to be like I hate Rory now. It's just like yeah, no, 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 no. Sometimes as leader, you got to do things you guys don't want to do. Yeah, hundred percent. And I saw that a little on Twitter this weekend. Um, I I noticed his absence kind of just on like the first day. I'm like, oh, it's it is kind of weird that Rory's not here. But then as soon as everything got started, I didn't really notice it. But was he the only one? I know Lowry wasn't there. Um, I don't know. Like I don't know the the numbers. What the guy, like there's there's gonna be a bunch of guys who will miss events we won't even notice, right? That aren't like what's the what's the group of players that are allowed to miss these? It's top sixty. Is it the top sixty? The top sixty guys in the world are allowed to miss one. Is that the yeah. cutoff? Yeah. I think okay. It's 60, but, but so the t- top sixty in in the world have to go to designated events, mm-hmm. except one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what the that group was like. Where that it was sure. at the top thirty in the world, top forty in the world. Yeah. Is it FedEx Cup standings? I didn't know what it was. I might be wrong on that, but that's what I think. That makes the most sense. It's something in there, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think we're gonna get a good vibe for the elevated events until we get to Phoenix, which should be credit to the PGA Tour making that. I I know this is the first one, but like this is gonna be the first field one. That place is usually a shit show. So we're going to really be able to see the atmosphere change for all those big boys going to one tournament in Super uh, Bowl week. It's going to out there in Arizona. It's going to be, gonna be they didn't do that on accident. So it's no. going to be very, it's going to be fun. Did you, you, did you have I, something to tell me that I'm going to be jealous of? Yeah. Do you know what I watched the other night? No. The first two episodes of the net. Oh, I did see you tweet about oh. this, and I, and yeah. I was gonna and I was gonna text you, <laughs> and then I saw your tweet, and I was like, "How the hell did I miss this release?" And I went on Netflix. I'm like, "It's not released yet." Yeah, I didn't realize. I wasn't really trying to be like. A friend of mine texted me. It was like, "Oh, look at you doing the um, trying to do the humble brag tweet about like, oh, I'm watching the first one, then everyone goes to see where it is, and they're like, it's not out yet." Like, God. But uh, I got the first two episodes uh, screeners from Netflix because I'm doing I'm going to take part of some junket on Thursday where like JT and then some producers are talking. And so they're like, do you want to watch the first two episodes before you watch that? Talk to them like if yeah, I would. 
And so I, I got them Sunday night and I watched them both immediately. How were they? All right. So I'll tell you, do you watch, did you watch the F1 one? No, I, I don't know what I enjoy it. I have never watched one of those races in my entire life. I only know that yeah. one, the one the Lewis guy. I know him. I don't, I know nothing about F1. They not do a great a job in the F1 doc. Like everyone got into it during the pandemic because nothing was going on, but then it was like such great storytelling of like introducing you to a sport behind the scenes stuff. And just every episode from start would start with a storyline. And that by the end, you'd be like, wow, this is incredible. And so they have the same thought of doing that for the golf. It's coming out in February, I believe. And um, so the first episode is is about frenemies, it's called. Um, and it's with Spieth and, uh, and JT kind of focusing on them and leading up to the PGA Championship. And the behind-the-scenes stuff is fantastic. But it's interesting because when I watched the F1, I, I wasn't a fan of the sport at first, so I, it was all kind of new to me. So it's like, if you're a big F1 fan, you can watch that show and be like, well, they're kind of like taking liberties there to like build a storyline or like the timing of that doesn't really match up. So right. I say that because in episode one of the golf, they focus on the RBC heritage and they interview Sean, Sean Foley. He's like one of the talking heads. And he's like, the RBC heritage is one of the key events of the year because it happens early in the season and is a big springboard to the rest of the season. Like, it is. <laughs> I mean, maybe now it's an elevated event now, but now, maybe, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. it is I'm like, no mention of the masters before that like that was that's kind of a big spring or bay the- hill or riviera or the match yeah. play or so, <laughs> the like, waste they, management or the farmers or they you had to do up. some things with this to like to like for the diehards like us we're like eh, and like you have to be okay with those little moments because you know there's a lot of people that want to watch it there yeah like, what is the rbc heritage what what's it why do i need to it's for the it's for how- the masses not us sickos to understand yeah why do i have to be so concerned about what happens in this thing so but uh, Spieth and um, JT are just fantastic. Like, they deserve a show of their own. Like they're Spieth is the funniest fucking guy in golf. Like all these, all the other day, I'm like, I always say that what's his name? Terrell Hatton's my favorite golfer, and I can't think of my second favorite golfer. I'm like, why isn't Jordan Spieth at the top of my list right there? You know, he's great. I don't know if you watched the no laying up thing with him and JT playing with them at, at Kapalua last. I week. did. I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, and like just the way, like he's just a normal dude. Like they were talking about how he chunked the ball like five times in that round, played terribly. And then shot 20 under in the tournament three days later, just like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> like there's a moment where Spieth calls JT on the sound. These aren't really spoilers. But he's like, what? I'm speaking at your wedding. Like, what should I do? What should I say? Is there anything I should stay away from saying at your wedding? JT's like, whatever your instincts are, stay away from those. <laughs> like, so it's just a lot of fun, like behind the scenes. And then the second episode was uh, Maddie Fitzpatrick kind of focused on him. Um, yeah, I forgot that he came in what third or something at the uh, PGA. He was in the final group at the PGA, and yep. so uh, it's really interesting because they have him. They follow him back to his house that Saturday night, and kind of like you kind of get to see what it's like to be at home the night before, like when you're in a final group. And then he he did came up short there, and then it was great for them because the storyline then goes to Brookline, and it's all this behind the scenes stuff of him winning the U.S. Open. And it's really good, and that's when the episode two is when more of the live golf starts because that's when everything starts coming around it's it's i think people are going to really like it there's gonna be some parts of it where you're like oh it's kind of but it's like is it golf diehard you just gotta let those go so what is the i just kind of want to know what kind of like the footage looks like like it, so you said there's footage at home for the behind the scenes is there cool behind the scenes footage of like at the golf course at all or is it usually like do they usually use any like stock from like just the telecast to show shots and stuff or is it mostly yeah. their cameras they use some stock they use some of their cameras um they use you know they obviously use nance and you know the play-by-play yeah. kind of the audio from that but then they have like you know a camera guy following jt over to the uh to the driving range thinking like, is there going to be a playoff? Then you see like Colt no standing next to him being like, we don't have a TV. Does anyone have a TV? Like, it's just like cool stuff like that. And then like, you see what's his name. Mita Pereira hit his drive on 18 and they kind of zoom in on him and they catch the natural audio of him going, I just fucked it up on the last hole. I fucked it up. And like, it's like as a golf dork, it's really good. Oh, it's going to be insane. It's really, and the behind the scenes stuff is all like, all like just like in their face like in their car rides like at one point in, in Tulsa <laughs> it was a Friday night where JT had really bad um, allergies and they follow they, they go with him he goes to a local CVS by himself and just walking around to CVS going okay where, where's the uh, where's the antihistamine where's the antihistamine and as he's walking out like some, you know, like he couldn't figure out like the 
the payment, the self-payment. He's like, what the fuck? And his car's not getting accepted. <laughs> like, God damn it. And he's just walking out. Like, he just has a backward hat on, his golf stuff on. And he's just walking out. Some fan goes, oh, JT, hey, good luck. And he's like, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets his car. It's like, it's such a fun job of, like, seeing who these people are. And, like, DJ is in the second one, too. And uh, DJ is pretty classic in it, too. And Paulina talks a lot about it. And um, it's it's good. You're going to really like it. I know we give we give DJ a bunch of shit because he's so boring with the media, but everything I've heard about DJ is he's like the coolest fucking guy in the world. Yeah. That's all I've heard about him. So it doesn't a- it doesn't surprise me that he's he's gonna be good in that. Or he was yeah. good. So that was a very nice surprise to get that. I thought it was coming out this week because I'm supposed to take part in this junket on Thursday. And uh so I thought it was coming out this week, and I, I guess it's not coming out till February, but it's all very very secretive. You have to I have to log in with like nine different logins and I have to have a Google authenticator on my phone and my name's on the like the, the screen itself has got like text all over it, like Andy Nesbitt screener, so like you can't copy yeah. it or do anything like that. I uh mine wasn't nearly as cool, but I watched a, a I did one of the like a review for like a golf movie and it was exactly the same. I had to log in at like four different places just to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, please don't get this anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. What are you going to do? So that was pretty uh, cool. I'm excited. To watch yeah, that. that's pretty sick. I, I'm very excited for that. I know. I think they already re-signed for a second season. I'm yeah. almost I'm almost positive they're going to be doing it again. Um, but for people that don't know, like they were at Augusta, I'm pretty sure. So that yeah. kind of stuff is going to be insane. Yeah, we saw we saw them walking. We saw them in New Orleans, right, when they were with Morikawa. Yep. Like, I mean, they had a huge, like, Remember all the mics up and like the two the guys with the camera, but also the guys with like the sound. Like the, oh, the, they had the they had their own they had their own carts. Like it almost looked like well, I I mean they are, but they look like they had their own like golf channel production. That's kind of what it looked like. They had their own carts, they had cameras. Yeah. They were they were a bunch of guys down there that we saw. They're all labeled me, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it gives me anxiety to think about like their jobs because it's like they they're taking hours and hours of footage from all over the place. Then they have to come back into a room and and figure out storylines and then cut down all that footage edit it all together make it all cool like it would take me 42 years to do something like that. oh i can't even imagine trying to do something like that and then you're gonna do it and people are gonna come around and be like it's not that good yeah. <laughs> or like feel like i love it but other people are like that's kind of weird and like yeah they just spent like 900 hours of their lives putting this together yep i it's saw cool. yeah that is pretty cool i can't i can't wait for that it's gonna be awesome um, I don't think we have anything else from the uh Century Tournament champions. I know my lock of the week didn't hit Cameron Young. He tried, shot nine under on Sunday, but he didn't quite get there. Two shots out of the top 10, T13, which is a bummer. Um, Max played well. It was good to see Max play well. Mm-hmm. He shot uh what seven under on Sunday. Didn't he shoot like 10 under or nine under on Saturday? He had a yeah. great weekend. Yeah, great weekend. Great weekend. Tom Kim, he's just really Nike freaking good at golf. Yeah. Looks fantastic. On like you yeah. know, looks really good. Uh, uh, you got anything before we get into the Sony? Yeah, were you, uh, are you were you one of the guys that was mad about JJ Spawn having a shirt on top? See, okay, I forgot about this. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about this. Uh, if you are, if if you are actually upset about JJ Spawn wearing an untucked shirt, you're either ninety years old mm-hmm. or you're just the biggest loser of all time. And I'm talking to one of the all-time great untucked shirt guys. Oh, I thought you were going to call me one of the biggest losers of all time. No, no, no. You are you're a big untucked shirt guy. But at my club, I always go tucks because one time I didn't, and one of the guys was like, "You tuck in your shirt." Well, that's I. I love golf so much. I also hate golf so much. Yeah, I I hate it. It's so if, annoying. If I'm at a private club and I look over at a green and some guy's got his shirt untucked, you know what I do? I don't Keep even playing? think about it. I don't no. even think about it. <laughs> just be outside, play golf, do whatever you want to wear. Where, like, where were we? Remember when we were in New Orleans and I was like, look at that guy wearing a fucking concert t-shirt. Like, that's awesome. Wear whatever you want to play golf. Yeah, it's absurd. I got I remember I showed up at a uh I was playing at literally like a Muni 20 minutes down the road. It's like 36 holes, two golf courses. It's on the border of Massachusetts and New Hampshire. And I showed up in shorts and a t-shirt and like a hat, golf shoes, whatever. And I was wearing like tan shorts and just a black t-shirt. Yeah. And I was joining up with another, like other people. I was a single and they put me with another group. And they, the, one of the guys in the group were like, are you, are you going to play in that? Or are you going to change? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going to play in it. 
And then I, I think I beat him by like eight or 10 shots. It's like, I don't need to be dressing cool to be a golfer. What, I mean, what a I dumb guess. sport. Like, all right, you got to put on a nice college shirt. You got it's the worst. It's nice the best sports. and the worst sport in the world. Yeah. yeah. Just wear whatever you want. And yeah, I love it. Cares? It's like, watch this. And it's so dumb of a sport where you're like, when I turned it on, I was like, ooh, look, his shirt's untucked. Like, <laughs> like we shouldn't even be able to notice that. Do you, th- do you think it was a big deal because JJ did it? Ricky used to do that every single year he went to the tournament champions and yeah. no one gave a shit. No, I think people gave a shit for him. I think it's you think it's so? Like, oh yeah, I think I remember oh. either people are shitting on his shirt for being ugly or people are like, You're always gonna get the fucking golf dorks. Always you're gonna get the golf dorks who are like, Don't play music on the golf course, tuck your shirt and don't enjoy your time here. Play fast. Just just crap. My least I favorite people on the world. I love JJ's fun too. He gets his what was his first win to get there this year, and he goes. Yeah, he won the like, te- Valero Texas Open the week before the <laughs> Masters and got in the Masters, and he's getting shit for an untucked shirt in Hawaii. I love it. His first time at the Tournament of Champions, he's like, "We're going untucked." Like, I love that. I kind of, I actually borderline like the look better than a tucked-in shirt. I think he, a, I think JJ looked fantastic with the untucked. Yeah, and what a way. To like set yourself like if JJ Spawn had a shirt tucked in, we would have known he even played last week. No, great Not marketing on his part. Like you know, you got to be different in this sport these days because no one's gonna you know, you're gonna blend in so so easily. He should have done it again on Saturday, just like you guys love this and hate this so much. I'm doing it again. Yeah, I wish he was smoking during it too. That would mm-hmm. great. Just a couple of darts going down like the ninth fairway. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of heaters on or like a big or like a big stogie like throws on the ground between every shot and then he picks it back Dude, up and just keeps my, walking my dad and i years ago like they had an event out in uh worcester mass every year my dad and i went and john daly was like in his like kind of in his prime and he hit this drive out to the fairway we're, we're sitting out there he walks up with like a diet coke and a heater you know he puts his coke down puts his heater down it's a, it's an iron shot like a second later it's like the cigarette barely hit the ground and his ball was already in the air <laughs> <laughs> he hit it to like a greenside bunker and went up and, and chipped in for birdie. But I just remember being like, wow, he's got a Diet Coke and a cigarette gun. And he just <laughs> fucking throws it on the ground. It's like, watch this. Oh, There's God. something about golfers who smoke cigarettes. It's just, it's the best. I think it's one of the, one of the places you can look cool smoking a cigarette on the golf yeah, course. You know, like cameras always like catch him by and like, they know they probably don't want to see him smoking for all right. the kids. There you go. Protect the kids. But I always love it when like, there's a random, either like a random golfer or like a like an old caddy just fucking. Yeah, right. it's more common in caddies. I feel like caddies are caddies like smoke a decent amount. It's pretty. Funny. If I yeah, if I'm a pro golfer, I want my caddy being a chain smoker who's just like grinding on like the uh, on the yardage book all the time, just sucking down heaters and being like, all right, one seventy two to the front as we got to do it over here. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. <laughs> I don't want my guy getting up early to to ride his peloton. You know, I no. want to. I want to. Cigarette smoking, bacon, egg, and cheese eating, Diet Coke, beer drinking, fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. If you guys That's want to be I my want caddy, carry in my bag. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I think that that's all I got from the Sony and everything else. I don't think. Did we miss any news items? Did Tiger do anything? No, I don't think anything's going on. No, Liv has been very, very quiet. Yeah, they lost a bunch. They lost another guy. I guess it's rumored they've lost five executives. There's been no no news from Liv, which is pretty funny. No sign. The guy they lost was the head of the recent. The most recent one was the head of uh, franchises. Franchises. So he, the clip art like, guy. He was supposed to like sell each team to like an Audi or Red Bull. Smash, or, crush. Mercedes, and he was there from May until what's today. He was probably gone at the end of December. Yeah, like to take a big job like that and only be there for five months says a lot about like what's going on internally there. A hundred percent. You don't take a big job like that and and five months be like, I really enjoy my time here, but I'm going to leave. Like something's going on. One hundred percent. So I don't know what's going on with them. Who knows? I know the PGA, another quick thing, PGA Tour released a few OKs for a couple of the guys to go play in the, what is it? The Saudi International yeah. Invitational, whatever. It'll be Which very is, interesting to see who goes to accept those. Especially this year, because it's run by the same people who run live and fun live. So it's going to yeah. be usually, I mean, some, last year we saw it. 70% of the guys that went and played that tournament ended up at live. So it's a little bit of an indicator. I mean, some didn't, yeah. but some most did. So it's going to be a little bit, but yeah, if you take that invitation this year, you're kind of, I don't know, you're putting yourself in a very, you're having spot. it both ways and it's going to be, you're going to make a little bit of trouble for yourself, but yeah, whatever. Uh, let's get it. You want to get into Sony? See if let's we can get a winner Sony. this week. 
the best uh, tournament played on a, basically a municipal golf course. Correct. You can just very go private, play this place. It looks very private. It's very private, but it also looks very muni. Very, very muni. Uh, what we got going on? Wiley. I think that's how you pronounce it. Wiley. Country Club. Wiley. Wiley. Uh, par 70, 7,044 yards. Seth Rayner design. Uh, course fits. Colonial. Austin Country Club. Those are the kind of places. Trending. Brian Harmon, Mav, and then Tom Hoge, who just got... He left Hawaii. He flew to Hawaii, played in the tournament champions, left, flew to L.A. to watch his TCU uh, uh, Horn Frogs lose by 80 at the national championship. And I think he's fly- he flew back today to go play the Sony. So I don't know if that's all worth it. I'm not going to bet on him. That's a lot of travel, and that's not very good vibes. Uh, percent chance to win. Sunjay's at seven and number one. Uh, Brian Harmon is number two, and Tom Kim is number three. Mm-hmm. Last week. I had Colin. Sucks. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, what can you do? Yeah, moving on. Uh, odds. Tom Kim is the betting favorite at plus 1,000. Sungjae's at 13. Matsuyama's at 15. So is Spieth. Brian Harmon, Russell Henley, Tom Hoagie, Corey Connors are at two. Billy Horschel, Cage Lee, Bradley, Cam Davis, Mav, Taylor Montgomery at plus 3,000. I can start if you want. Yeah, I'm looking at some names I've got written down, but uh, my odds here in front of me. Yeah, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable just because I love him. He's a great kid. I'm probably going to bet on him this week. It makes me a little uncomfortable. Tom Kim is a betting favorite at 10 to 1. Uh, He hasn't been there before. I don't think he's ever been the betting favorite of a tournament. I don't even know if he's been in this kind of realm for odds-wise. But on that same note, this golf course is literally just built for Tom Kim. Short, accuracy off the tee make a bunch of putts, make a bunch of birdies. That's kind of what Tom Kim does. So it would surprise me if he doesn't finish inside the top 10. It also wouldn't surprise me if he wins. So I'm going to bet on him plus plus 1,000. I think that was uh, typico, I think was plus 1,000, but there's also, you can get plus 11 or plus 12 other places like DraftKings and FanDuel. So um, that's probably where I'm going to end up going. There you go. This course, when you go from like that mountain course to this one, like Tom Kim must like your eyes just might must light up. It must look like it's like so easy to play this course. Hundred percent. And I know the the rough is up like half an inch from last year, so fairways are just that much more important. They're really going to penalize uh, drives that aren't in the fairway. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Kim just makes a lot of birdies. He's accurate with every club in the bag. He's not going to have to hit long irons. I love Tom Kim. What about Corey Connors? Is he anywhere there on your list? Corey Connors was the very next name out of my mouth. So, yes. Okay. yes, Good. Four for four, YLI, T3, 2019, three top 15s, scoring average 67.06, according to PGA Tour.com. Uh, yep. if, I, yep. my, if my thing was starting this week, I would be picking Corey Connors. Yeah, last three Sony Open starts, 11, T12, and T3. Uh, he finished T16 in Maui last week, which like isn't great, but he did end with a six under on Sunday. So, he's vibing coming into the week. Obviously, he loves this place. He's another guy. I think he was, I looked it up earlier. Last year, he was 20th in fairways and regulation. I think second in greens and regulation. So all he does is hit stuff in regulation and move on. Mm-hmm. And he's actually ranked 38th in greens and regulation this year, but his percentage is higher. So I don't know how that math works out. But mm-hmm. um, I think he's I think he's going to have a really good week this week too. The Canadian. Oh, Canada. And then my last guy is your maybe your favorite golfer on the planet. Uh, Brian Harmon or Jordan Spieth? The first one. Brian Harmon. Were you shocked I knew that? <laughs> no. That's your guy. Megacorp, baby. That's your guy. If yeah. we ever see Brian Harmon in, in person at a tournament, I just I need to get a photo of you two because you might be two feet taller than him. Oh, yeah. He's like, like legitimately. I feel like a monster when I stand next to Brian Harmon. I would tell him I picked you to win the, the match play last year. I was the only one in the world that went on a limb. He'd be like, really, me? Did you oh, see who else was in there? <laughs> <laughs> I heard he you was running my, right through the field. He was in my group. Yeah. Felt it. Uh, yeah, he had a great week in Maui. He was sub sub 70 the first three days. He fell down the leaderboard a little bit because he shot three under on Sunday, which is like fine, but for that golf course, not great. He's made the weekend here four of his last five appearances, including a T4 in 2018. And he's probably vibing because his Georgia Bulldogs just won the national championship. So that's either going to be a good thing or he's going to be hung over and he's not going to play very well. But I'm going to go with he's vibing. So, yeah. Shut up, Brian. What about, what about Keith Mitchell? 
I looked at Keith. His course history is fantastic. Uh, I don't believe he's played since what the QBE. Is that yeah. correct? Are you looking yep. at that? Yeah. Um, he had a couple good finishes at the end of last year. It'll be interesting to see if that form carries over, but he loves this place. Yeah, he's got four top 25s and five tries. Uh, T7 last year. Yeah, he loves this place. So it's always a little bit weird at the beginning of the year when a guy's been off for the last like two months to see like, oh, how is he going to, how's the game going to come back? But he was playing really well at the end of last year. So it wouldn't surprise me if he, I would, I would bet, I don't know what his odds are. I would love to bet Keith Mitchell top 20 this week. Top 10. Oh, and d- Dude, we also got, we got to, you know, we got to sprinkle some on our guy here. Uh, yeah. We got, we got to go on the Russell Henley train. Yeah, Russell Henley <laughs> is, is absolutely boarded. We got to put some more on our buddy here. If the golf gods want to do me any favors after what happened to me last year, <laughs> what happened to me two days ago, Russell Henley will have a very good week and I will be betting on Russell Henley to win. Hen dog, I'm due baby. one. I'm due Let's one. Let's go, hen dog. Hawaii owes me one. I've gotten railed two Hawaii events in a row, so it's time. Yeah, Man, I can't wait. I'm so glad. Like we talked about how there was like no golf for a while, and then we got like it felt like there was blah kind of last weekend. All of a sudden, the back nine happened. It was like, oh yeah, golf on Sunday when things are going on. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah, and the field's not bad this week. No, we it's, got Speed Dog is there too. Yeah, it's Tom. Obviously, I love watching Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, Untucket's there, Mister Untucket's there, Mister Untucket, Mav, my guy, Mav, yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't, I just went through all the odds, but I think, I think Adam Scott's there, maybe that that's sexy devil. Um, trying to think, I don't know. Hmm. Decent field though. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yep. Have you ever watched? Have you ever watched Prison Break? The TV show. No, no but people raved about the, at least the first season of it. Yeah, I wa- I watched it like pff, long time ago, but it's on Hulu, so I'm getting back into it. I'm on the fourth episode oh. right now. Don't you like when you've seen a show? Or is this a season you've already watched, or is it? Um... Uh, it's a I've I've I think I've seen the whole show, and I start I restarted it. I don't remember anything. I literally don't. It's one of those things where it's been so long that it's going to be like watching the show for the first time. I did that with the Sopranos at the beginning of COVID, like from from episode one to the end, and like it, I'd seen it all, but it'd been years since I've seen it. Like you said, and so like you remember certain storylines, but you don't remember like all the little conversations and stuff that happened. In it. And each night when you did play on that show, you're just like, yeah, all right, here we go, like a little <laughs> yeah, comfort yeah. zone of like we're turning off the world. We're gonna watch episode four of Prison Break. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Are all you right. a are you a uh, are you a baseball guy? Yeah, I enjoy baseball. Do you like, do you like, uh, do you watch all like the baseball movies? Yeah. So last night, I don't know what happened with me and Megan, but we decided to watch the Sandlot. First of all, unbelievable Classic. movie. Yeah. It's even better than I remember. I haven't seen it in a couple of years and we watched it last night. That movie is so good. Mm-hmm. And then I got like this itch for baseball. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? She went to bed. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay up and watch Field of Dreams. Wow. And I almost cried last night watching Field of Dreams. Jeez. I haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> when the dad takes the catcher's mask off at the very end, I'm like, I'm feeling uh, some. I'm feeling some things right now. Man, you watched that whole movie. I did the whole thing. Then did you watch Major League after that? No, no, That's a great one. That you is a good one. It? Yeah, I always quote the manager. Uh, what does he say? Give him the heater, Ricky. Give him the heater, Ricky. A friend of mine's name is Ricky. We play golf all the time, and whenever uh, trying I, to get him going, I go, give him the heater, Ricky. My, uh, I think, is it from the first or the second one? The ball gif is like my favorite thing to use in the world. This ball one. Gif. Oh yeah, it's the first one. Yeah. Is that the first one? Yep. Yep. So good. That's classic. Classic. But yeah, I don't know what happened. I got, the, I got the baseball fever last night. I was running through them. Oof. Now the football season's over for me. Not for me. This Saturday night, I'm going to my first Jacksonville Jaguars football game. Whoa! Yeah. Playoff bound, Jacksonville. Yeah. All they had to do Let's was get rid of your best, your your buddy, your your buddy yeah, Maya. Herbs, herbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see last Saturday they they went at home and they had uh they had this guy play the the guitar for the anthem and he had like the, this long haired mullet. He was kind of bald up front, long. Yeah, I thought mullet. he was Santana at first. Yeah, he was like yeah. a knockoff Santana. <laughs> yeah. He was like if you bought him from like you know 
He's like Wish. the uh, store. He's a store brand. Santana. Yeah, he's Walmart Santana. <laughs> yeah, he's great value Santana. But it was the most Duval thing. Ever. He was just out there, just shredding. Like I think yeah, I saw him really the other did. day outside of a Walmart, just smoking a cigarette. Like, I'm like, if he if he's not there for fucking Saturday night, like he's got to be your national anthem guy every night, every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, you got to ride the hot hand. It just 100%. comes out there like, plug this guitar in, let's go. No, I'm looking forward to it. We got uh, Jags Chargers at the bank, DIAA. Do they? You think they're going to win? Uh, I think. I think Mike Williams. Mike Williams got hurt, didn't he? Is he going to be fine for yeah, Saturday? Yeah, he had some back spasms. I think he's supposed to play. Uh, but you got like the Chargers are a franchise that are used to blowing games, and you got the the Jags who are not used to being in this situation. Um, you got Herbert versus Trevor. Great showdown between young quarterbacks, which is crazy to me. The the oldest quarterback on the AFC playoffs this year is Patrick Mahomes. 27. Wild. Crazy. So, yeah, I'm looking. I've never been to a playoff football game, NFL football game. I, well, I went to the Super Bowl last year, but I guess that counts. But I'm a brag. First, I guess that counts. I guess that first counts. First wild card game I've been to in a while. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what are your, uh, what are your uh, predictions for the playoffs? Um, uh, Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl. There you go. They will beat the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Purdy, baby. Who you got? Um, the Bengals are going to play. God, I hate to, it feels, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I would, I personally want to see the Niners there, but the Eagles are like getting everybody back as well. Like they just added two great players to their defense coming off of IR. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I actually like Burrow getting out of the AFC. I think the Bengals are really good. Bengals are really good. Um, I would love to see Brady in the Super Bowl just because of the page views. But True. Good for the job. Good for the job. But they get the Cowboys at home. I'd love to see them at least beat the Cowboys. That'd be fun. I think they'll beat the Cowboys. Cowboys, man. Cowboys have turned in. Cowboys are a poverty franchise. They haven't won anything. In the Cowboys would be a great team. Four years. If the season was like twelve games long. So they like peak like week twelve. Like, we no one, it. no one can beat week nine Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and they get to the playoffs like, oh, all right, we got to try better next year. Yeah, Tom, Tom will win that game, hundred percent. Yeah, though I've watched so many Bucks games this year where their offense is just so fucking boring. And like finally last minute, they're like, let's go, no huddles, score two touchdowns with the games. <laughs> All right. But yeah, playoffs here. I feel like the first week of the playoffs, now they have like the extended one, and it's always kind of bad. Then obviously the divisional playoff round is the best weekend of the year. I agree. Are but, they doing are they doing Monday night for divisional or is that just wild card? Monday oh no, just wild card. Just wild card, okay. Yeah. But I'm excited to go to the bank, TIAA Bank Field. I might be in a suite too, I believe. Whoa! I mean, yeah. this guy. Yeah. Oh my my God. friend of mine is a big hire up at TIAA Bank. And so he's like, Do you want to go to your first Jags game on Saturday? I said, You're goddamn right, I do. That's so stupid. Goddamn right. So, and this is a buddy I we beat again in our golf. We, we had a rematch last weekend. So my buddy and I are both 12s or 11s. And my buddy, we played against my buddy who's an eight, and my buddy's a three. The week before, we've challenged them, and they're like, "We really want to play out." Like you guys, we're, we're so much better than you two. And they ended up like tying us on the 18th hole to tie the match. So we just talked shit all week, being like, "You didn't beat us. You didn't beat us." And like, "Yeah, well, you also didn't beat us." We're like, ah, did we? Uh. <laughs> and so we played them on Saturday, and my buddy, my teammate, shot a. This is how dumb golf is. My buddy shot a. Th- my teammate shot a 37 on the front to like. But put us out to a huge lead, and I shot a thirty nine on the back. Like he oh shot like an eighty nine, I shot like an eighty five. Yeah. We just paired it up. So yeah, perfectly. yeah, perfectly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just talking so much shit. Oh my god! They're like, you guys shot a thirty seven and a thirty nine. Like, what the hell? It was good. The golf was good. Yeah, I know. Oh. Back down to like a ten six or so. I think right now. All right, there you go. Yeah. I know. I, I, I'm turning into, I got to turn into a hockey guy for the next couple of months. Yeah. And the bees are a fucking wagon. The bees. Do you know what their record is right now? Have they only lost like four or five games? They're 31 and four, I think. Jesus. That's unheard of in hockey. Yeah. They're a That's wagon. 
I watched the the Fenway game, and I, all I was thinking about was like how Pittsburgh fans must hate New England fans so much because we beat them in football, and we always beat them in hockey. And like a friend of mine's from Pittsburgh, and he always tweets about like, hopefully the Pats lose today. Like they always think about Boston sports teams or Boston sports fans. We never think about Pittsburgh. Not even all. a little. <laughs> Not even a little. No. I try to tell him that he's like, yeah, yeah sure you don't. I'm like. Don't even. I never even think about Pittsburgh. Whenever we play Pittsburgh in football, I'm not even worried about it. Yeah, but I'm never like if the Pats aren't playing, I'm never like. What the I hope the Steelers lose. Don't even care. Nope, not even a little bit. <laughs> I saw the bees come back from a 1-0 deficit in the third period to win. I'm like the Pittsburgh fans just must be like enough of this fucking city. That's one of my the outdoor hockey game at Fenway is like one of my favorite things to watch. Yeah, it's so fun. It's weird. It is kind of weird, but I like it. I like the yeah the the high up shots from the blimp of the city and the- it's very cool. They had uh they had college game because they keep that rink open for a little bit like they had college yeah, games. Had it college was frozen games. frozen Fenway this weekend or like last week or something. What if someone falls through that ice? They just go in the into the water. I don't know. Maybe pool in a pond. I don't know. I don't even know how they kept it frozen, dude. It was like sixty degrees on frozen Fenway day. Of course, yeah. Or um on the whatever the NHL calls that game. NHL. What is it? Frozen. Outdoor classic, outdoor classic, as an outdoor classic, yeah. It was, it was 55 at, degrees in Boston. They had that a couple years ago in, at Tahoe, like right on the side of the, the pond or the lake, and uh, it got too warm and they couldn't play because the ice was melting. I thought like, that was gonna happen too. I don't underneath this like mountain sun that's just like glistening. Like, what do you think is gonna happen? <laughs> oh, god. Uh, you got any, yeah, I was gonna say, you got anything else for the people before we get out? No. Okay. Uh, go wow. Russell Henley. Enjoy the golf this weekend. If, if you want, if, if you want to give me an email or a DM, I'll tell you everything that happened on the first two episodes of the PGA. Yep. Reach uh, out. DM them. Uh, my picks will go live on my Twitter at uh, on Wednesday at some point. Riley Hamill underscore. If you guys want to follow it for everything, um, but that's all we got. So enjoy the golf this weekend. Enjoy the Sony Open. It's gonna be fun. We'll be back next week to talk about. I think what the American Express is next week. Yes. Medina or, Mike going to the, the American Express. Our Medina buddy, Mike. our pal. Big week next week. We are fired up for next week. Maybe we should get him on the horn to see how the to see how the uh, maybe we should make his podcast debut. I see what the course is looking like. I said it last week. Uh, nine times out of ten, they win. Not tonight. Not tonight. I'm sick and tired of hearing about the Soviets, gentlemen. You are born to play hockey. Tonight, you show the world. Thank you. You got Man, chills. You got I'm that. ready to run through a fucking Man, wall. You got right that down. That was pretty good. You got that down. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. You did that off the top of your head. That was nice. That was impressive. Not tonight. Not tonight. All right, everybody. Enjoy <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the golf, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See ya.